This is a three songs pod. That's right. Number 116. Special so usual host. Special Mike guest. Lucy Arnell. And I'm Bob Rosinovich. We've got Lucy Arnell. Three Songs Podcast, episode 116, April 28th, 2020. Bob hey. Mistanovich, Mike Hogan here hey, with yeah. Lucy Arnell. Hey, Lucy. Hey, everybody. There she is, yeah. Lucy, yeah. One of my best <laughs> friends, Lucy Arnell. <laughs> and that, oh, yeah. that, what you just, the intro to the uh, show you just heard was the our um, seven-inch record on Brooker's Tip. You know, like, uh, she's like what we call one of our flagship artists on Brooker's Tip. And uh, she lives in Los Angeles, and she's from New York City. And we played her, I think, about 100 podcasts ago. Something like yeah. that. Long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and like, uh, Lucy, like, got in touch with me and said, like, I want, I want to send you my record. So she sent me her album that she put out herself. And um, I got it, and I loved it. And we, you know, we listened to it a lot, I think. I, can't, I, think, but I think it was about two years ago now, Luz. Yeah, about. It's been a blast. Yeah. Been a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then since then we've like gone on two tours together, one yep. with Odd Pets and like one just a, just the two of us in a van. So. Oh yeah. And um, you know she spent a lot of time here in the house. She's a fantastic house guest. If you're looking for <laughs> if you're looking for a house guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy beer. Yeah. 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 And many other things. And yeah, um, many other things. Yeah. So, uh, so Lucy, like, um, what's going on in LA? You know, it's, uh, it's locked down here. You know, it's not fully locked down, but, you know, it has that kind of day after New Year's Eve feel. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just a weird time. It's a weird time here. I think it's a weird time everywhere right now. Um, but, you know, I'm doing well. Good. That's, that's all we care about. And she's got a home studio. Tell us about your home studio. Yep, I have a home studio called A2 Village. It's an A-track uh, tape studio. We got a 388 and, you know, some minimal fuckery is what I say. <laughs> right. We're not, yeah, yeah. We're not fucking around too much. But... He- heavily sanitized as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the cleanest <laughs> studio you'll ever go to. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you this much, like, Lucy's hygiene standards and um, sanit- sanitization standards are very, very high, even before the um, outbreak of COVID-19. <laughs> oh, shucks, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she keeps it real clean. So. Well, well, we're taking advantage of the downtime to have guests on, and so thank you, Lucy, for joining us on this oh, episode. Oh, man, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and you brought three songs. Well, you brought four songs, but three three artists. She could have brought 20. Yeah, that's true. I could have brought a lot. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We can always do it again. Um, But, uh, you know, since you're you're the guest of honor tonight, we'll let you start things off. Awesome. Cool. So, uh... Uh, as he was, you know, as Mike was saying, I got four songs. And the first one I want to do, it's uh, originally called the Fiddle Players National Anthem. Oh. And, uh, yep, it's named after a very famous old school passenger train called the Orange Blossom Special. And uh, it was written by a man named Irvin Rouse, originally popularized, however, by someone we all know named Johnny Cash. Right. But yeah, tonight, sure. I want to play the Chet Atkins version uh, as a you know lover of guitar. I could, would consider that to be like the probably like the first love of my life. Uh, Leon, Leon. Yeah, exactly, Leon. You know. Yeah, she has a guitar named Leon, which is <laughs> yeah. her most valuable possession. Like, uh, believe me. Oh yeah. Like I, uh... one thing. One thing you know about Leon, like, don't bump into Leon. <laughs> and, 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 and tell Mike what Leon is. He is a 1972 uh, Gibson ES335. Wow. In cherry burst, <laughs> and that year. Uh, Gibson stamped their logo on the pickups. It's the only only year they did that because guitar players complained because a lot of people flipped the pickups to deal with phasing issues. And so then the logo would be reversed. And I guess that bothered people for some reason, but it's I think it's so fucking sick. And I really do believe, I really do believe spiritually that this guitar somehow it was like made for my body. Like, it was made for me somehow, you know, in the ethosphere. I don't know. You know, I don't know how it all works. But <laughs> Well, they're very, they're very connected. They are very, yeah. very connected. We are. He helps me believe in magic is all I'll say. Yeah. So this one, this one you're, you want to start with is an homage to Leon? I would say so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Chet Atkins. So this version I want to play is uh, by Chet Atkins, who, you know, he's one of my absolute biggest inspirations as far as not only guitar playing but you know his personality he was such a humble uh gracious man and he had such a you know huge amount of showmanship he brought and he he was such a pioneer in everything and i just love him so much and you know on top of that he's one of the most beautiful players of all time no nobody can play like him I mean, I mean he, his nickname is Mr. Guitar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and the country go. gentleman. And the country gentleman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh... Pure Tennessee. Now, this is as Tennessee as it gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Born in Luttrell in 1924. And I think he lived like uh, until the early part of this uh, millennium. 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, he died yeah. June, June 30th. Mm, yeah, right. him, so. and, and you're bringing go. a live version. Let's let's check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll tell I'll tell more after about uh, why.
Of course. Yeah. Great to hear the live television audience there. I don't know what mm-hmm. show that was. I assume it was the 50s, I think. Uh, yeah. Definitely wow. like, so I took a big bite of uh, Indian food here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pardon the chew. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, probably sometime around, you know, er, late 50s or early 60s. Um, anyway, the live, I, we had to play that version because um, the only version that's available online is the version recorded with the Boston Pops Orchestra, which right. is also amazing, but very different. Um, and I kind of like, to me, this song has like a punk kind of feel. Did you guys feel that at all? Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah. 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 You know, it gets, gets people moving. You have to remember back then, you know, uh, white, white people weren't really dancing like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they really ever have, but at least white men, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Like I think Mike, Mike and I are like known as like uh, guys that dance in their chairs. Like, <laughs> like I'm way more I'm way more comfortable like dancing in a chair, dancing while leaning against a wall. Well, you know what? That's a good dance move too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and some serious finger picking going on. I mean, I I know the song because, of course, I know Johnny's version, um, but Mm -hmm. I'd never heard Chet's. And a lot of of finger picking, a lot of hammer ons. um, Yeah. A lot of uh, almost like, you know, theatrics that I would associate more with, I don't know, like metal, metal soloing in a way. You know? Right, right, totally. That's a good link. Um, did you like it? Like, yeah, what yeah. Was your oh, yeah, favorite? for sure, yeah. for sure. And well, I loved. You know what I really liked too? Like, in it, I mean, the guitar playing was amazing, but I loved the bongos. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The dude on the bongos was yeah. like getting into it. You know, yeah, like, they're great. And the horn, the yeah. horn comes in at the end. Yeah, so nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Anyway, I love the subtleness. Oh, it would have been great to see that for sure. Oh man, for tell sure. me about it. Fuck. For sure, love it. Great pick. Anyways, I, I'm gonna. I guess as Mike likes to say, I'm gonna pivot. <laughs> <laughs> pivot away, Bob. Uh, to a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Azidi Yousefi, um, who was in a band called. She's uh, she grew up in D.C. She's born in St. Louis. Uh, she lives in Tehran for for a while. Um, she's a legend. From she's on Drag City Records and like I think. A, we're anxiously awaiting our next release. Um, this is from her last release, which is called Year, which came out in 2012 or 2013. I'm not sure. It was actually music um, for a for a musical by a guy that I'm unfamiliar with named Brian Tory Scott, and the song's called Opening.
How will you remember what came before in my mind? And I is burning with fumes from other times. What are you doing in the kitchen? Yeah, that's I like that. That's pretty, and and I I would guess as it's called opening. It sounds to me it just feels like it sets a mood for the start of a record, right? Is that the first track? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I I you know it just it's you can feel like it just sets a tone, and I like I was not expecting that because I'm familiar with Azita from her work with. Um, the Scissor Girls. Uh, yeah, No Wave scene. She's like, you know, was part of the Chicago uh, No Wave scene. Right. Like, she went there, like, um, she went to college there, Art Institute, in the late 80s. And, like, you know, she's a fixed, like, back in the 90s, like, David introduced me to her, David Berman, and, like, uh, and, you know, we, you know, good friends. And, like, uh, I just, I just, uh, I love her records and like, uh, she's, I feel like she's like, you know, in the drag city scheme of things, like, um, she's under celebrated. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think she's a very interesting, uh, player and she does it all herself now. Like she, and she's like, in the last, last time I talked to her was in January, 2019 in person. Um, she's gotten really in, she's a music teacher and she's gotten really into drumming. <clears throat> and, uh, so one thing I'm looking forward to, <laughs> And she's a hell of a drummer because she's one of those musicians that can like, you know, I think just kind of like Lucy, like Lucy, you can drum, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, you know. (laughs) So you would say like you're like a guitar and vocals person, like you play bass, you play bass, bass. I mean, she plays Uh, bass like Lucy in her case, she plays bass with Lola Kirk. Yes, yes. And and then you're in. 
you're in a band with Jackie Cohen when when you tour occasionally, right? What do you yeah. do for her? Yeah, well, we haven't played together uh, in a little bit, but I uh, have played guitar in her band for a while back around like 2018, 2019. A while back, that was like you know a couple of years ago now. It's yeah, kind of recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep in mind, like Lucy's like she's wise beyond her years. She's Lucy's only thirty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, she, a mere yeah. child. <laughs> Between, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate, yeah. appreciate the reminder. You know, we'd love to think that you're going to be on the planet for 50 more years. You know, like yeah. <laughs> the, the, these two guys, the two guys that you're talking to, are collectively what, like a hundred? A hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, easy. Maybe today. Guys are centenarians, super centenarians. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, you're just we pretend that our lives made sense. (laughs) (laughs) You know they did. At one point, perhaps. Um, But yeah, no, I I I really like that. But I was not, you know, just knowing her stuff from the no wave. Scissor Girls work, I was figuring more confrontational uh, and not something as really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to play a Scissor Girls song? Uh, I don't have one handy, but maybe... Okay, that's okay. Well, I mean, like, okay, we'll figure that out. Maybe, so we'll, maybe we'll, I will we'll play, play something else. Show. Maybe I'll play something else, because here's the thing. Like, I was thinking, okay, Bob's playing Azita. You know, it's going to be sort of like in your face so i'm going to play something that's that's maybe a newer version of some of the stuff that she was doing with the scissor girls and so well that I, and she was in the bride of no no which is like you know like, you know there were like, like a lot of ways oh oh we got some feedback some going feedback on going on that's me that's me uh-oh it might be me that's okay that's okay is it better we're good. Yeah, that's it. All right. <clears throat> anyway. That was cool. That was cool. I it was, uh, yeah, a little... Um, well, feedback intro. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, so, right. Bride of No-No, like, like just kind of in-your-face sort of stuff. So, I was going to... Nobody knew what was going on when you saw them. Like, you couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Right, right. And, and um, I wouldn't say... I mean, I don't know. I never saw them live, so it's hard to say from a... Um, live performance standpoint but just knowing their records and buying their records you didn't know what you were going to get and it was always going to be musically challenging and so I wanted to play something kind of in that same spirit and so a current band a Brooklyn band called Thick much more I think probably more um, traditional punk but at the same time, very um, confrontational in a way. And, uh, you know, uh, all women dealing with um, kind of topical issues. And, and this, this one, more so than any, I think, kind of addresses that. This one's called Mansplain. Hold on, though. Like, it's like thick as in the T to the H to the I-C-K. That's correct. And they're from? They're from Brooklyn. They spell it all, okay, all, all caps. So whatever they all cap it. They all cap they all cap it. it. Um, this yeah. is from their current record that came out this year called um, Five Years Behind. It's called Mansplain. Actually, Lucy, it may be something that you kind of deal with 
as a woman right. in rock. I don't know. You tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll play it, and then you tell me. Uh, the first part of it is a bunch of guys talking about women musicians, and then the song hits. Ooh, so. whoa. Here we go, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't really recommend a Fender to a woman, but you're kind of tall. Two gals on the list? Do you think they'd be this successful if they did not know that she has to turn stand If they were guys, I'm not sure that people would really be into this. Do you think she knows she has to turn yeah, girl bands are Can we get the guitar going? Does she know where to plug that in? They sound great for women. sense of humor fantastic yeah. You know? yeah yeah they're fun Definitely. band they're fun band i mean both uh serious but also fun we've got like we've got three people on the podcast tonight one of them is a great songwriter and the other two suck at songwriting. <laughs> basically yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we we yeah. we've we've got one one good musician we've got another a- musician who played in a couple bands but probably doesn't call himself a musician and then we've got a third who um, is a- absolutely not a musician. So, yeah, and then we've got like um, then we had Emil on the last show, and he's a great musician. So, like, let's turn it over to the musician. So, Lucy, what do you what do you have? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, first of all, I'll answer your question you asked before you played the song, Mike. Um, you know, conceptually, obviously, I relate, but you know. And I really appreciate their humor, as Bob was saying. Um, but sometimes I do uh, stop when people start getting, like, calling it a woman musician, a man musician, kind of, like, defining it. Because sometimes I feel like the only way to, you know, combat what they're talking about Sometimes, for some people in some situations, 
you know, is to, you know, to rise above. Sure. Exactly. Know? Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's, you know, I personally identify more with that perspective, but at the same time, I totally see where they're coming from and, and really appreciate their humor and, and appreciate, you know, the, uh, the approach. It's, it's really unique and it's, it's cool. I dig. But, but I mean, I'm sure you've heard, cause I've certainly heard it like, Guys will say things like, oh, you know, they're 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 a good band for women, you know, like right. they're a good. And it's just like they may not even well, realize. Well, dickheads will say that. I mean, for fuck's sake. Well, sure, sure. Dickhead to say of that. Course, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. But they're, they're, they're not even, they're not even like conscious enough to realize how dismissive their tone is. They think they're being complimentary. Right. Um. Well, here's what I'll say. In my experience, maybe I've been lucky. The the types of situations I've been in where I felt like, you know, the water was boiling was uh, much more nuanced than mm. that and, and mm. much more kind of like, uh, uh, you know, sneakier yeah yeah you know and and maybe it's an age thing maybe it's an age thing because i remember that like years ago i haven't experienced that for a while but like i remember that when i was in college like college radio and that that sort of stuff and and bob maybe you do too i mean because you're about my age maybe a, a few years older but um like, I remember that sort of attitude. You know, you'd hear, and I think a lot of the Riot Girl bands and a lot of the bands that, you know, like Babes in Toyland and L7 that were around at that time were reacting strongly to that kind of mm-hmm. BS machismo sort of stuff that maybe for, you know, I think for the better doesn't exist so much anymore, or at least is not as overt. Yeah. Well, as, no. as well as well, women women should right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was much more um, notable. I mean, like you know, like Kim Gordon, it's her birthday, okay, and like you know, what's your favorite Kim Gordon lyric? Um, I support the power of women. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you use the power <laughs> of men. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of good ones, right? You know. Brave men run in my family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, so, and, you know, we're not even going to get into Patti Smith or, like, all the other right. know, legends of, right. like, you know, women punk rock history. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, not, and you mentioned, like, you know, uh, Kleenex. Like, there's been so, like, you know, raincoats. I mean, they even just hundreds of thousands. I'd like to think, like, this is a great era for, like, women in punk. It, I mean, it is. Jesus, they've, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I mean. It is. Know, it definitely is. It is, but, you know, shit still goes on. But it is a great, there, there couldn't be a better time, in a way, you know, for women to be doing anything right now. Yeah. Right. So. Right. But, you know, yeah. shit still happens. It's both. It's <laughs> of both. course. Of course. Of course. They should be, they should be running countries. <laughs> they're trying believe, uh, that's ask, right they're, they're, ask, hey, the Germ- hey. ask the germans and the, and the new zealanders if they're happy about who leads their countries they yeah. they are running some <laughs> now yeah, and, they, and to be honest you know back when when i was a kid there was only one that i could think of that they were running and that was britain i guess right 
and um that margaret thatcher right she was not necessarily uh say that pro women in that. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll yeah, leave it at that. That's then, that's right. the, that 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 will be the most of the politics we discuss. And um, with that, Lucy, uh, what, where, where so are you? Basically, what you're saying is like fuck Margaret Thatcher. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You know. Uh, hey, I grew up listening <laughs> to a bunch of punk bands that basically said that same thing. So, you know. Anyway, like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right, right. The 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 the, <laughs> the British female Ronald Reagan. What do you got for us I next? I don't Luce? think it's you know. Anyways, loose. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of powerful women, yeah. Uh, yeah. The next song I want to play is by my friend Jackie Cohen, my good friend, who I've played a guitar in her band uh, many times. She's an incredibly talented. Uh, writer, singer, performer, one of the, you know, funniest characters I've ever met and known. She's just great. She's great. I haven't seen her in a while, and I really miss her. You live and, in her hood, right? She lives in your um, hood, sort of. No, we live in, we both live in, you know, L.A., but, uh, you know, her and... Her husband, Rado, lives... He's a, buddy, a really good buddy of yours, too. Yep, another uh, another bud we've toured uh, together as well great with Jackie. Rado's a great drummer. <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah, he's great. He uh, he's made you know mostly he plays guitar and produces. That tour was you know a special one where he played the drums and it was awesome. It was so fun. Um, but anyway, the song is called Chico Chico. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play guitar on it. Uh, and it's one of my favorite songs to play live, and uh, yeah, let it rip. Yeah.
like that. That was good. Oh, what a great pop song. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's got a real, like, um, and, like, Lucy will tell us about Jackie. Like, does she have, like, a, like is Debbie Harry one of her heroes? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I'm sure she loves Debbie Harry. Jackie has incredible taste in music. Um, and yeah. she has, like, you know, she loves all those, you know, wonderful women singers like Linda McCartney, Yoko Ono, Patti Smith. Abba. Like, mm-hmm. ABBA, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I think Jackie's one of those people, you know, she has great taste, but she loves, you know, everything. So I'm sure yeah. she loves them. But, uh, yeah, uh, that was a fun one. Produced by Rado. Yeah. Very talented producer. Uh, it was fun. What band was he in? He was in a, like a really famous band. I forget their name. Uh, they're called Foxygen. Oh yeah, yeah Foxygen. I remember them. Yeah, Foxygen. Yeah. How I how many really listen to them? They're great. How many uh, uh, how many records does Jackie put out? Jackie has two EPs out and then one LP, and that cool. song is from the LP called Zag. Nice. I like that. I'll, I'll I'll check it out. And that's current. Oh, yeah. Recent, huh? Yeah, it's recent. It's on Space Bomb. And the other guy, there's actually, I don't know if you noticed, there's two guitar tracks in the solo part. You can hear it pretty well. Um, and that other solo is Trey Pollard, very talented musician, who's a composer and arranger at Space Bomb. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Trey Pollard, good guy. And so it's like Leon and Trey. Like Leon and Trey. Like, there's plenty of plenty of Leon in there, right? Leon. Oh yeah, that's Leon. Le- Leon's uh, Le- Leon's Lisa's guitar. Right. Are we allowed to cur- curse? Are we allowed <laughs> sure. to curse? Yeah. Why not? Your mom. I don't think so your anyways. mom's listening, is she? Uh, well, no, but she doesn't care. My mom's got. You know, my mom's. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Bob, what do you got? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take us to North Jersey. All right. Yeah, bring I'm it. Take us to you know the best band ever from Haleden, New Jersey, Passaic County. Um, was the Feelies, and this is essentially Young Woo, which is uh, in the I think in like '86, '87 they were. They were still playing out, and uh, Dave Weckerman wrote a, wrote a bunch of great songs. And uh, interestingly, the Young Woo album, Shore Leave, which the version I'm going to play of The Empty Pool, uh, came out in 87, and it was in 1986 on Neil Latango's first record, it was covered. And the versions oh, are rather yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. They're rather similar versions, and it's a brilliant song, and like, um, he, uh, Dave Weckerman in particular is a huge influence on me because like I saw him five times in the feelies and he was a huge influence on me because uh, he was a percussionist. He was a fifth member with like, you know, Bill Million, Glenn Mercer, Stan Domeski played the drum kit. Sure. Brenda sat on, on, on and in, in this case with Young Woo. Uh, they brought in a guy named John Baumgartner, who was in Speed the Plow, a band I love. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of an interesting transition for me in the mid '80s because, like, everything was all grunge. And right. um, yeah, one of the, one of the things that attracted me to Hoboken and Jersey City in particular 
was bands like Yellow Tango and the Feelies and like the you know the sort of the spirit of the city like Hoboken had music Hoboken had you know you know and I mean it was a you know and this was like a very important part of it but like uh, and this is one of the songs that like um, I absolutely adore it's called The Empty Pool it's on an album called Shore Leave and it's uh, by Young Woo. Dave Warkman fronting uh, the Feelies. Yeah. Classic stuff. Um, yeah, Young Woo. Short leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then, Baba. And that's me last night, in fact. Twi- twin tone, right? No, the Coyote. Oh, yeah, Coyote. Okay. Mm. Yeah, the Coyote, the axis of, like, you know, to me, like, North Jer- Jersey Brilliance. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, Kilkenny Cats were on that amazing band from Athens, Georgia, Kilkenny Cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Dave Workerman was a guy that like I studied um, because he would sit back there when I saw the Feelies, and he'd play maracas and claves, and, like everything he did like fit perfectly. I mean, he's such a crucial element in the Feelies, and then like Young Wu, who I never got to see, but like I understand they've played out live in the last couple of years. Um, from my buddy Tom Barrett, I'm going to play later in the show. Um, 
you know, Weckerman's uh, like, it, like, if I had a name like an influence, like, and I can't write songs like Dave Weckerman. I can't write a song like The Empty Pool in a Million Years. Um, and then, you know, Yola Tango, like, uh, they, on their first album, Ride the Tiger, which is also on Coyote, you can play their version if you want. Sure. Like, it's the only it's the only case I know of a band of a song that was an obscure song or just any kind of song that was covered first. And you can tell me differently, you two musical experts um, of, a, of a song that was like, you know, recorded by a band. And then like the original came out after. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's kind of, right. It's kind of a weird, a weird twist on the whole shebang but like and i think that i think it was you know i think i don't know these people too well personally like other than like saying hey i remember when like ira kaplan played with yellow tango georgia and like it was i think there, there was a three-piece and it was pre-james mcnew um yellow tango dave schramm was like a tall skinny guy that played and um and they played for like 100 people maybe at tracks in charlottesville and at the time, Yellow Tango was at a point where uh, Ira was not confident enough in his own voice to sing into the mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was like, it was a great show. And like, it was basically, you know, the Ride the Tiger, New Wave Hot Dogs and Ride the Tiger, you know, two two great albums. But like, uh, we'll play the, play the Yellow Tango version, which is like, you know, more famous. Okay, you know. there you go.
in a weird way, that almost has more of a feelies vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, it's weird to think like when the that's like a, a song that kind of drew me to North Jersey because like that yeah. to me is like folk music from the mid '80s. That's like folk music from the mid '80s from North Jersey. It's like that. And it's like, got that feely it, shuffle. Yeah. My my family comes from Metuchen, like uh, Metuchen, New Jersey. And so I've, I've spent a lot of time there in my life and love, love the place. And um, I just thought, I just like, it just it attracted me to the place. And, and like, uh, anyways, I don't even know, but like, I, Dave Weckerman's a fantastic musician, a great yeah. songwriter. Yeah. And I, I, on the uh, Young Wu version, I love the claves. Oh, yeah, yeah it was him. <laughs> it was. And, <laughs> But you I know. mean, like, uh, that's a very under-celebrated album. Yeah, that Young Wu album. You it's, know, it, I think it's been reissued, right? I mean, for a while know, it was I out of print, and very hard to find. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's been reissued. But the whole thing's great. I mean, like the it, whole thing's it, it's it, a great album. It is. It is, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good yeah. complement to the Feelies, um, the Good Earth, which came out oh, around yeah. that same time and has a similar vibe. I think one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. I I I would not disagree. And I mean, what a vibe! That was like basically like the like the main road trip album of my. I'm going to say hundreds of road trips. Uh, in college, you know, the like thing going to see bands like you want to drive, you want to take a drive, you better have that album. Put on the good earth. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the you thing I, have I, that album. I, I love I'm saying like Lucy, like if you were driving through, like because you wouldn't, uh, she'll tell you, like wouldn't it be the, my wife be the first person to say Lucy like does these mammoth drives, like she's like, <laughs> like Lucy is a road trip warrior. Yeah. Okay? Like, like she loves like like she's one of the only people I know like. Well, you gotta drive the van sometimes. Like, like Mike Watt. Yeah, she just loves to drive. She Spirit loves of Mike Watt. Road. She loves to drive. Yeah, you know, and you know he's put Lucy at the helm. Then you have to sit back, relax, and like Lucy's at the helm. You know, <laughs> we're good. Everything's good. Lucy's a. You know, yeah, yeah, believe me, like, like appreciate I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How many better people to go on a tour with than Lucy Arnell? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to follow Young Woo, Feelies, Yola Tango, but I'll do my best. I'm gonna play Jesse May Hemphill. Oh, well, you're gonna really major shift gears <laughs> to a legend, <laughs> classic, <laughs> absolute <laughs> legend, blues legend. I mean in. <laughs> And the king of the pivot. Here's the, the pivot. thing with <laughs> Jessie May. I mean, she's kind of she's now getting her due, I guess. Um, Who knows? She passed away 14 years ago, almost. Um, uh-huh. And you know, when she was alive, you know, I she'd only released a handful of records. Um, she's. You know, she's I, what, was she the granddaughter of Sid Hempel, um, legendary I'm not sure actually or or daughter, um, legendary blues guitarist. But yeah, from Mississippi, um, I, I, I don't know. There's not much I can say that she can't say herself. So I'll just let her do it. Um, 
This one's called Holy Ghost. This is actually from oh, a Oh, Holy Ghost. By the way, Go- Mr. Ghost is out here tonight. Say hi. Oh, here. Yeah, this is this is for Mr. Ghost. Here you go. Mr. Ghost is out here tonight. He hadn't made a noise. He I heard I think I heard one earlier, but maybe this will get This will this will get him going. Um it's from an yeah. album that came out recently called Run uh Run Get My Shotgun. Holy Ghost. Mr. Ghost, Jesse May. Jesse yeah, May has Mr. Ghost. Jesse May. <laughs> for, for Mr. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> else can you say about jesse may huh whoa my word <laughs> well, i'll tell you what like one thing that w- one thing that happened during that song which was rather alarming over here was like a major air force jet just uh thank god i had it on uh oh, mute. Shit. <laughs> a major air force jet just flew over the house and then we also saw the other night on our porch like a launch from spacex of a bunch of satellites oh uh yeah, we saw like, you know, 14 satellites, you know, to see Elon Musk guys like trying to like take the internet into outer space. You know? <laughs> from Ohio, Which I from Iowa. About, like, I had to call, I had to call like uh, my friend Kellen, who Lucy knows. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's a sky watcher, you know, mm. like, um, and like one great thing about Des Moines, even though I only live like a mile and a half from downtown, is like, We've got a great viewpoint to watch the sky. Like right now, there's some beautiful clouds floating above, but like a major uh, 
major piece of aircraft flew over during that, like to the point where, like, even with my headphones on, I couldn't really even hear Jesse Mayhempill's brilliance. You know, <laughs> but who knows? You know, but you'll what have a to you have to listen. She was. You'll have to you listen know. back. Yeah, no, she's 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 great. She was great. Um, well, another another you know brilliant artist that lived like well into her eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, it's like Mississippi as they come. She's Como. I've been to Como, com- Mississippi. Completely, completely. And you know, you can just imagine. You can kind of hear the rawness and hear her playing in some juke joint. You know, like that was the real deal. That was not. Yeah, nice. That was not some sort of packaged. Uh, you know, some A and R rep is saying, you know, we're gonna make this into a hit, and we're gonna we're gonna make this uh, sound like a certain thing. This was just her doing her thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's a badass for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Yes, a badass. Like <laughs> like you know, Chet Atkins kind of badass. <laughs> right. You know? right. Yeah. I mean, in the we're same like, vein. We're like legends. We're like you're yeah, like legends of the game. Like, right. Different you know? styles, similar vein. Right. I bet they're friends. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Who knows? Let's hope so. I speculate. But, where, yeah. where are you going next, Lucy? Oh, okay, so next I'll, uh, I'll pivot. <laughs> to, <laughs> That's what we do, we pivot. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, one of my absolute favorite bands, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people's favorite band, The Beatles. I think I've heard of them. You may have heard of them. I think I've heard of them. <laughs> well, at the same time, like, you know, like, a little obscure. I, like, I'll talk, like, real briefly about that. Like, I always figured I should never really listen to the Beatles because, like, I figured too many people are. Right. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't, and I had a similar experience until I was 25 uh, or something years old. I just refused to listen. I was like, I'm not listening. I know I'm going to hate it because I had only really heard, you know, the. Earlier the hits. The hits. Yeah. I want to hold your hand kind well, of stuff. Well, the, yeah, the early stuff. Exactly. Not all the hits, but just the early hits. Right. Um, like, hold your hand. Yeah, and she loves you, which, you know, now that I love them, I now see those songs in a different way and, like, totally see their brilliance now and, and understand them in, like, the scope of history of music and how they were, like, truly the first band ever to do that. Ever, sure, you know? sure. So, so, like in your case, you're talking about the White Album. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. For for this instance, well, I'm telling you just about the Beatles, their 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 existence. But this song I want to play is "Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except Me and My Monkey." Right. Uh, song John Lennon wrote about Yoko Ono. Uh, he that they got nothing to hide. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, it's such a good. Come on, it's such a good. Come on, it's taking easy. Come on, it's taking easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Everybody's got something to hide. Death for me and 
Like listening to classic music. Yeah, what do you guys fr- feel when you hear that? With fresh ears. Um, boy, you know, it's funny because it's a song that I know so well, but I almost never listen to. And honestly, mm-hmm. I um, probably am, I've listened to the Feelies version, going back to our previous conversation, I've listened to the Feelies version of that song more than I've listened to the Beatles version. And, mm-hmm. and and the Beatles version just feels too slow in comparison. Yeah, know. well, that's like, that's our generation, see? Because, like, um, like, I personally was, ne- as a kid, and even as, like, a 30-year-old, was never, like, influenced by the Beatles, you know? And, yeah. But, like, a lot of the artists that I absolutely adore, that was their main influence. Sure, yeah. sure. Including the feelies. So, like, and, I mean, it's like a lot of, like, a lot of things, like, you know, like, one of my, we've talked about it a few times on the show. Um, I had this, like, weird idea when I was a teenager when I started buying punk rock records that, like, I was only going to listen to music that I could possibly see live. So, like, yeah. And it's a weird concept. Like, uh, no, respect, you know, respect. Well, it's just like, like, you know, when you're, you know, 15 years old, like, and you have the opportunity to see, like, in the 80s, and you've got, like, there's so many great live bands going on, like, so then, like, but then I quickly realized, like, the Beatles, like, are, they have a huge influence on a lot of the people that I adore, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people that, you know, and we'll, we'll play the Feelies version that Mike's referring to right now, and, uh, and, like, this is like an introduction, and then, keep in mind, like the White Album was like '68, came out like I think they celebrated the 50th anniversary of it a few years, like in mm-hmm. d- November 2018, and like it was, the, I think it was just like kind of the Beatles, like being the like the Beatles. Like keep in mind, like it was not, it was not early on in the Beatles' career, right? I mean, like of course they, you know, were legends for you know. And they made a massive impact on the world, but like the White Album was their departure. So, like in a lot of ways, um, I mean, I remember buying my copy. I think I paid like fifty bucks for it, like twenty years ago or something, with like the poster inside, like da 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 da. But like, it is like um, my favorite Beatles record. But keep in mind, like I live in some of my life with like a huge John Lennon fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, like uh, my my wife Whitney, like she's like uh, the biggest John Lennon fan I've ever known. Yeah, you know? wow. And uh, Lucia, and, uh, I want to I want to hear from you why you chose that song and what it means to you. 
Mm, I chose it because I like, uh, hmm. You know, I like, uh, there's a lot of reasons I chose it. I'm trying to put it into words. I really like how, you know, it was so different and ahead of its time at the time from other stuff that was coming out. Sure. Um, You know, and it's really representative, I think, of their ability, you know, they were obviously tapped into something because they were just unbelievably creative in everything they did. And um, I think a lot of their creativity, too, is misunderstood because it, a lot of it is just arbitrary, you know? A lot right. of it's not po- tr- trying to be poetic. A lot of it is just, like, mishmash nonsense that just, like, sounds funny and cool. So I think the song is a you know, mm-hmm. good example of something that you know is arbitrary but also has meaning oh the legendary uh, producer like george martin george martin made the george martin like you know right he produced that record which is over over an hour and a half long and like (laughs) i think i think he just wanted to capture the beatles like as they were like you know personally like as like as opposed from like worrying about like being famous you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like most mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. and you know they were, you know, the first people to do some studio techniques. And, you know, they, it was just like uh, an unbelievable tool for them. For you sure. Know, they were smart and they had this really fantastic tool. So, yeah, I just like that song because I think it's a good example of, you know, where they it's were. A, it's the Beatles being time. punk rock. Like, Beatles, yeah. like, you know. Like, sure. They aren't cel- they are celebrated as a pop band. They're all legends, and like yeah. this was their expression of punk rock. They're, they're well, yeah, you know, they kind of in a way started punk rock. They're a band. That's I think it's a fair argument. They're they're a band. I would say a lot of obviously a lot of bands sound like the Beatles, but there are no bands that the Beatles sound like. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like there are very few bands. It's a great I could, point, Mike. It's a great point. I could say that about the Velvet Underground as well. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Grateful yeah, Dead. Sure. Yeah. Like there Grateful are. Grateful Dead for sure. Yep. And that's a true. Where Where the Rolling Stones like doesn't don't deserve their piece in this conversation. Right. Exactly. I mean, I love yeah. the Rolling Stones, but especially early on, the Rolling Stones sounded like a lot of other bands. The Rolling oh, Stones. There's like a blues cover band. Do you know what there. I mean? Yeah. Like, like the Beatles. They have great characters. Like, you know, the Rolling Stones have great characters. For sure, and <laughs> and the Rolling Stones. They're like they're like a legendary like blues cover band. Aren't they, they, but they tra- and and they transcended that. They became legends. I mean, I think the legacy of the Rolling Stones is not sad. Personally, for me, not satisfaction and. Um, the earlier stuff. It's the Moonlight Mile and the Air Force. The Exile Main Street stuff. <laughs> anyway, that's the point I wanted to make about the Beatles was... That's a great point. You know, yeah. when they were around, no one sounded like them. Um, uh-huh. And so with that, yeah, I'll, I'll play the Feelies version. Uh, Lucy, have you heard the Feelies cover of, of Everybody's Got Something I, to Hide? I have. I, I got to say, I'm not a not a Beatles cover songs fan. So have you heard... Me neither. Have you heard the live... So they, they did a studio version on, on Crazy Rhythms, 
There's a live Great album. One of the best albums right. of all time. There's a live version that's even more frenetic that I I love. And if, yeah. if you'll indulge me, I'll I'll play it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like super fast without feeling punk rock, <laughs> which is yeah, you no, know what I mean. A punk rock band. The Phillies were not a punk rock. No, band. not at all. But they they like, still exist, but, but incredibly good. frenetic. Like yeah, they're like frenetic. Breakneck. <laughs> they dance like the, the amazing band to watch. Yeah. So here you go. Check it out. Yeah, so that's like to like total appreciation society of like from Passaic County, 
of a song that they adored, you know, sure. and an album they adored. You sure. Know, like, mm-hmm. So they like, you know, they like, they're like, okay, you know, let's play one they know. <laughs> right. You know? Right. In, let's play one they know and like, and like, you know, make it our own version. Like, and breakneck speed, just, completely yeah. clean guitar. You know the Beatles. Oh, so the Matt Beatles and Weckerman on the percussion are insane, right? In the Beatles version, Lucy, I think you'll like. It almost had this groove to it, you know, like mm-hmm. and this this like kind of dirty guitar to it that the feelies, in a way, completely sanitized, right? But made like goofy at the same time, right? <laughs> Well, they captured all the fun of the song, right? You know I mean? It's a pretty—it's a pretty cover version. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. It, but it's also like, it's—it's it's both faithful, but like in a lot of ways, doesn't really like. It's a different vibe. It's a different feel. Like the the Beatles version has almost this kind of—I wouldn't say sinister, but like slightly dark. No, for sure. Feel to it. And the Feelies version doesn't have that at all. It's like, no, you know, the were, we, we assumed they were a fun-loving band. Yeah, but it, it's 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 just like throw caution to the wind and like swing your arms and go crazy and have fun and rip it and rip it and just, and just like rip it. So, yeah. uh, so Lucy, so, so we go to like uh, wings. Like, yeah, you wanted to follow it with uh, with with a little Paul, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> choke, choke, <laughs> choking on the Paul. Yeah, choking on some water. Anyway, so uh, the next song I want to play is uh, Mall of Kintyre by Wings. And the reason I want to play it is Great because... Racehorse, by the way, Lucy. Great Racehorse. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you've told me. Yeah, yeah, the great, great Racehorse. Yeah. <laughs> Famous Irish horse, yeah, Coolmore, yeah, ah. the mall, the mall, the mall. <laughs> I saw uh, him run. I saw him run at York. Yeah. Oh, cool! Very yeah. cool. Anyway, the mall of Kintyre. Um, it's another. It's another example of a beetle. You know, obviously it's a side project, but um, like another a beetle. You know, still in a way being like so forward and ahead of the time but in a completely different way you know whereas the Beatles utilize you know uh, recording you know they, they just were pioneers in a lot of stuff this song Mall of Kintyre is like totally opposite it's like old uh, right. Gaelic marching song like a yeah. almost more folk right yeah traditional folk um, I think like it's uh, Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. It's like it's like seventy two, right? Yeah, seventy two. So he wrote it, uh, you know, just because he wanted to, and I think that's the best reason anyone writes any song, just because you fucking want to. All right, exactly. Yeah, good point, <laughs> Miss uh, uh, Sir Paul McCartney. Sir, oh, uh, <laughs> sir, sir, Sir Paul it, with wings. It's way before he was a sir, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not yeah. gonna surrender us. <laughs> Mall of Kintyre, 
There you have it. Mole of Kintai. Yeah, yeah. That is southwestern great tip of. Oh, the southwestern tip of Scotland. Scotland, 77. Um, 77. Almost. You know, I mean, we talked we talked on the show before about wall of sound. I mean, I think of that oh. as like a wall of sound in a way. Like when it builds. Like the Grateful Dead wall of sound, you mean? Well, more like the, the Phil Spector wall of sound. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, but, 13 four elevators. <laughs> the less important wall of sound in my life. <laughs> But that's that's yeah. like a wall, you know. When it builds and you, I'm guessing it's bagpipes. You just it's this mm-hmm. like wall of, you know, the the melody yeah. behind and he's singing over it. Like like that's what I think of when I think of wall of sound. Yeah, definitely. Um, it it really builds. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you know, I'm sure I'm sure um, you're playing him on the show will will help mr mccartney out in his career yeah yeah he needs he needs yeah, the he needs the bump break? yeah he needs a break he needs a break yeah. let's put him out on the tip uh, broker's tip oh he's, hey, he's just like us he's just like us right ultras Hopefully, well, the mall itself, the mall of Kintyre itself, is like the uh, southwestern tip of uh, Scotland. You know, uh-huh. sure, uh-huh. not far from uh, Northern Ireland, where he lives. Really. So, Bob, you got you got something next, and then I'll end the show. What do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play with my buddy Tom Barrett. He lives in Jersey City. Okay. And he has a great band called Overlake. Okay. And they came here like. Six or seven years ago, and like I had to go work at Prairie Meadows, and um, they were playing at the Vaudeville Muse. And Lucy's experience this like, you know, twenty people showed up, and like I couldn't go to the show myself because I had to chart the races here in Iowa. And uh, you know, really great people. And Whitney was the bartending at the at the Red Monk, and like. You know, we looked after them as best we could, and they put a show for 20 people and, like, moved to the next place. But, like, Tom is, like, a great guy, and, like, uh, he, he makes uh, solo music now. And this is a song he made in 2019. Um, he made a great album called All Is Right in 2014. It's a beautiful song called Beautiful Night. Take this right I can never 
Jersey City. Uh, great song, great song. For sure. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's like, it's like uh, you, Lucy, in a lot of ways. Like, like he, he can make his albums from home. You know. Oh, cool. And it's a, like it's a great thing to do. Like you know, these days, like keep in mind you're talking to two non-songwriters. Um, yeah. And Lucy's I mean, working on Lucy's Lucy's working on her music. It's like yeah. Obviously, at this point in her life in LA, she can't invite people in. You know, and um, so like she's working on her own music for you know again like Broker's Tip. Yep. And uh, and she's formidable, and so is Tom, and like Tom's a great guy, and like it's interesting to see like he combines the elements of like you know the North Jersey scene that I've always loved with like Overlake in particular, like kind of mixed it with like. My buddy Valentine, like Lush, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, kind of an interesting scene. Like, and now he's doing his solo stuff, and like, he's doing it all on his own, like you do, Luz. You know? Oh, cool. It has like an, I was thinking it has like, um, it's like a perfect blend between like an 80s feel and a 90s feel because it has like mm. kind of that like 80s Australian. Uh, I can't remember that one band, but they sing that song like Vienna. There were all mm. these like bands in Australia in the eighties that were kind of like, mm, like indie glam, I guess you could say for lack yeah, of a yeah. better term. Um, yeah, it reminds me of that. But then, like a lot of the chords are more nineties, so it's like a cool, it's a cool blend. Like uh, it's a cool blend of you know two different feels. Yes, yeah, uh, student of the game. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. Aren't, we, aren't we all? I would even yeah, throw yeah. in almost a little, like 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 four track vibe, you yeah, know, totally. like yeah. like Sebado, not not Sebado in particular, but like a lot of those bands at that time in that scene, um, you know, that do it yourself, low key. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the song carry itself without adding a lot of additional bells and whistles. 
Yeah, you know exactly. that that approach to it for sure. That is yeah. my personal favorite way to record. Not necessarily on a four track. It's a little little small for my liking. <laughs> but like an eight track, that's great. Well, if you're yeah, yeah. Well, talk about your studio again. Yeah, like four tracks great for certain things. Sure, but like you right. know, for making proper records, I like the eight track. Uh, talk about the studio. Yeah. Uh, Why not? The A2 Village. The A2 Village. Well, it's uh, it's my cave, first off. I spent a what lot of time eating sausages there? back there. I have, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, you know, the main, the main cheese is a Tascam 388, which is a very cool machine. Right. Uh, you know, then I have some, you know, other stuff to... Make your voice sound cool and make your guitar sound weird and, you know, it's all, <laughs> it's all just old school, like, you know, some new stuff, but, like, all just very, like, no fucks. That's why I say minimal fuckery. It's like a joke, but it's also, you know, the idea is, like, kind of what you're saying, Mike, you know let the song speak for itself sure right sure keep it raw keep it right raw. yeah keep it raw. have have some of the stuff to you know make it sound you know nice and yeah. cool and shit but yeah but keep it honest augment keep, the keep, song right yeah, but, it, yeah. it like uh, i saw i saw a chart on the internet today that was like you know, uh, lessen your food chain and it was like you know from a farmer's market it's like farm to plate and then in a grocery store it's like farm to processing to packaging to distribution to plate and it was like you know just saying like the the more you steps you can cut out between where you get your food the better right. off you are and i guess you know you can apply that to how i feel about recording really is like the less things in the way in between you and the you know mechanism through which you're emoting the better right yeah same with the music yeah fuck yeah, yeah. fuck you know, yeah pavement, you know not to call you out but <laughs> pavement yeah especially silver jews are really like that it, it's like yeah it's songs speak for themselves you know right strip down strip down um, Thanks. All right. Well, I don't know how this worked out this way, but I guess I get to end the show. Um, you sure should do. You're the engineer. Great engineering by you, Lucy. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. I, I got to do a little cleanup, but nobody will know when they listen back to it. Um, Lucy, you're like, you know, that's like, we're tight. You know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go current, and you know, I'm gonna talk. I want to talk about a band and highlight a band. Like this is a band that you should be going to see and should be on tour supporting their debut record. But of course we're Whoa. in this okay. we're in this time where bands can't tour and you can't go out and see live music. And so this is a band that released their debut LP on Valentine's Day. So what's that? Two and a half months ago. February fourteenth, two thousand twenty. They probably Where are they from? Where are they from? They're from Detroit. Uh, recorded, I believe this was recorded in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, Mr. Jim Diamond, 
mastered and recorded the record. He's a member of the Dirt Bombs and uh, has played, you know, he's kind of a legendary engineer and producer in the um, Detroit indie rock music scene. Um, And the band is called Shadow Show. Uh, Three women based in Detroit. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I mean... You got to think back to February. They're putting out their record. They're excited. They probably want to tour in support of it. And all that shit gets grounded, you know? And, like, it's just sort of sad. I mean, we, we, you know, obviously there's a lot of other sadness going on in this world, you know, but you, you also think about, like, these dreams that this band had and this idea that they had about this releasing this record and it's all squashed. So I kind of wanted to highlight it and mention it and they'll be back. They'll be back. Of course, of course. But you know, um, so anyway, the album is called silhouettes and this is a song called Contessa. Um, I don't think Bob it's named after the New York horse racing trainer Gary Contessa Contessa. I I don't think that's the case but um, I guarantee it's not yeah anyway shadow show (laughs) here you go check it out Contessa
I just imagine they'd be fun live. Yeah, groovy ending, Mike. Yeah, you know. We we can't see live music yeah. right now. Hopefully we will soon. Hopefully Shadow Show will tour. Maybe they can play with you. I can Lucy. imagine them. I can imagine them like uh, opening for Lucy Arnell at uh, Zach Schmieder's place. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the Sydney, the Sydney and Omaha. Sydney, yeah. iconic, iconic venue. I would uh, I yeah. would go to that show. Yeah, let's, let's give a shout out to Zach Schmieder at the Sydney. Schmieder! <laughs> yeah, Schmieder. I DJed there a couple months ago, the Schmieds. Yeah. Schmieds. Yeah, Schmieder yeah. is, is a class act and he knows how to treat people. I'll say that. Exactly. And I'll tell you this much about we're talking about Omaha, Nebraska, the Sydney, which is a club that, like, uh, that's Great a lot club. of music. Great it's club. a bar. They have Great a club. piece of art. By the from that band, the fall in the back. That band, yeah, huh? I mean, they, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, so anyways, love love you both, obviously, and uh, talk to you soon. Love you well, guys. Thank thanks you for having me. Thank, Thank you, Lucy. Oh yeah, you're always welcome on this show. Yeah, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, oh, likewise. Let's yeah. do it. Let's what do a, it again. What a trip. <laughs> thanks, oh, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy Arnell. www.brokerstoprokers.com Lucy yeah. Arnell. <laughs> yeah, find me on the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All Stay right. safe, everyone. Well, thank right. you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.